I'm Justin Snyder. And I'm Stephanie Greenwood Snyder. We're just an average everyday couple. But over the years, we've seen the incredible importance of building community together. We'll be talking with friends and experts about their stories and experiences to help us learn and grow. We don't want to just survive through life. We want to intentionally thrive. This is The Intentional Thriver. Welcome back to the Intentional Thriver. Welcome, welcome. We are so excited to have Josh and Latia on yes. our show today. Thank you for joining us, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> hey, we are excited to be here. Yay. So, Josh, tell me this. What's it like being the grandson of Bobby Jones, the, <laughs> the famous golfer? It's a tough bill to live up to, I'll tell you that. <laughs> He's not related to a no. people. He plays not like it. Not at all. Not at all. I was thinking about this the other day, and I literally was like making myself tear up thinking about how much I appreciate you guys, how much you have welcomed us into your family, into your lives, into your community. We've known you. We just had our one-year anniversary of knowing you guys the day after we moved here last May, and I just cannot believe it's only been a year because you guys have welcomed us in with open arms, and you're just so natural at making people feel so welcomed and loved and cared for, and so thank you guys so much. Well, it's an honor and a joy for us, too. Can you talk a little bit about your uh, your backgrounds and where you guys have come from and just share a little bit about your stories? Born and raised in Georgia. There's not not many that you can claim that often. Uh, so I'm excited to say that I am born and raised in Georgia. My sister also born and raised in Georgia, lives in Georgia. Um, very blessed to be Southside local pretty much my entire life. Uh, I did move when we got married and moved a little bit to Atlanta. So not Southside, but you know, you go where your wife wants you to go. So you go. Sure, sure. Um, anyway, but went to school in Southside of Atlanta, went to college in Southside of Atlanta, and then started working at a company called Chick-fil-A. Um, and at a restaurant called Truett's Grill in McDonough, Georgia. I uh, started in 2003, so I just hit my 20 years at Chick-fil-A total with wow. restaurant time, which is awesome. That's wild. Um, it's, it's an awesome journey. Um, I worked eight years in the restaurant, worked all the way up to assistant manager, and then in 2010, 2011, I started getting an opportunity to train at the support center. Now, used to be called the home office, now called the support center. We support restaurants, uh, and I do... Um, I was in training for eight years where Latia and I got to meet. Uh, we met in 2011, started dating in 2011, and um, got married in 2013. Uh, I worked in the formerly known as an IT department. We are called Digital Transformation and Technology, and I help uh, restaurants maximize their technology. So I get to go and travel quite a bit. And as y'all know, I miss some small groups here and there, but I get to be around. So. I was born in the Fiji Island. My name, Latia, is Fijian. I mean, Lydia in English. I lived in Fiji for six months. Um, and my parents moved back to the States after that. So fast forward, live in D.C., Georgia. When I was 11, we decided as a family together uh, to move on board a ship. And um, we spent two years living on board a ship with 215 other people from 45 different countries. And every two to three weeks, we would travel to a new port and do various types of ministry there, depending on what the needs were. 
So aid and relief projects, literacy projects, working with children and women and doing sports camps, all kinds of different things. Um, I learned to be a clown, which was pretty fun. And I did um, not know that. So I, Wow. Yes, you yes. did. I had like a whole... She still acts it. It's oh, perfect. Gosh. I was about to say, like, if we could get maybe a demonstration at the end, that you don't would need be... it. Yeah, this was this was a family activity. Um, each uh, four of us had a specific clown persona and like character name, outfit, you know, whole whole deal. Anyway, um, that was to entertain children while they had any long lines to come on board the ship for tours and stuff. But um, in the two years that we were on the ship, we went to 29 different countries. Wow. So, um, so cool. yeah, really shaped my worldview. Mm -hmm. We were all through South America, took a 10-day voyage across the equator to West Africa, six months in West Africa. Then we went all through the Mediterranean, Italy, Albania, Croatia, wow. Turkey, on back to some other parts of Europe. And at the end of those two years, we then moved to Northern Italy, where we lived for four years in a town nestled in the Alps, uh, 3,000 people, tiny little town. And um, my dad uh, pastored a small local church there. Um, so at that time, I was a missionary kid and a pastor's kid all at one time. Um, so I was 13 when I moved to Italy, went into seventh grade, not speaking a word of Italian beyond pizza and that's it. Ciao. Spaghetti. Um, yeah. So that was, that was intense. I mean, yeah, I sitting in the back of a classroom, not understanding anything. Um, but when you're fully immersed and you're young, you learn really quickly. So, um, within a matter of months, I was trying to communicate and speak with people. And then my language skills just took off from there. Um, but during those those four years, so we lived there until I was 17, and that was just an incredible transformational season of life. But watching, uh, learning about the Italian culture, not just learning about it, but being embedded in it. My mm. parents um, really set a model for us of to like try as best we could to enculturate was the term we used. Like we want to try and fit into this culture as best we can and and be a light in our community. Um, so things like we didn't have a dryer because nobody in our area or community had a dryer. We would hang all of our clothes up on lines, you know, classic Italian scenery, right? Like all the laundry lines, the clothes hanging. Yeah, we just, we did life the Italian way as best we could during those years, which was really special. Mm -hmm. um, when I was 17, we moved back to the States. And at that point, um, we had bought a dog in Italy when we were there. And most Italian families have little dogs and they take them everywhere they go, like into all the shops and everything. So we walked right into Chick-fil-A up to the front counter with our tiny dog, um, which of course is a health code violation we weren't aware of. So promptly sent us out of the restaurant and so we started this routine of coming to chick-fil-a sitting outside and they would bring us our food so we could be outside with our dog Aww. um and i we met the owner operator um who started asking me to work for him and we had no interest in working in a fast food restaurant but there were some other kids the very few kids that i knew um started working there so i decided to give it a try and i just i fell in love 
with Chick-fil-A and specifically training new team members, Hmm. um, helping them learn how to serve customers and how to get good at it. Um, Seeing them be successful just brought me so much joy. Um, I left Chick-fil-A. I I was a college student and I uh, spent a year on staff with Young White, um, leading their ministry out of middle school. It was an incredible experience. Um, But then I was... I was recruited to come work at the Chick-fil-A Support Center um, just for one summer in the training department. And I really had in mind that I would be going into the nonprofit world. Um, My major was public policy with a concentration in nonprofit leadership. So I was headed down this path, but I needed a a new job. And so I was like, great, I'll take this part-time job. Well, during that time, that summer, I I mean, I fell in love with Chick-fil-A all over again. And seeing the big picture and seeing how the Kathy family led this business that was not specifically, not a Christian business, not full of believers, but they led it with biblical principles and values. And Mm. there was a real mission and a calling to serve people, serve our customers from the support center side, serve the owner operators of our restaurants and their teams. And, um, and I just, you know, I also fell more in love with training and learning and development. And so I knew this was something that God was really leading me towards. So anyway, to make the long story short, um, at the end of that summer, I was asked to continue on and, uh, was part-time for a few years. And then after I I graduated college, I started working full-time and that's when Josh and I met. Yeah. So I was in the learning and development space. The whole time, um, trainer, facilitator, leading programs, designing and developing programs, and then um, I'm now changed changed roles and and leading a team in our contact center, which is really a whole different level of hospitality, but is providing support to any urgent matters that come up for our restaurants and our customers. Um, and so my team trains and equips the agents to do the work that they do amazing that's awesome yeah very cool and we have two kids like we didn't even talk about that or about our background beyond work but we have two kids callie who's four and harvey's who's two um and they refer to alexandria and brennan as their best friends so special yep and it's really sweet and yeah and we're very fortunate to have our extended families nearby so especially for me growing up internationally not having that is mm-hmm. such a blessing sure um, to be close sure. to family but absolutely yeah but it's it's been cool how um georgia boy and international girl came together and um and now we love i mean she didn't speak english so i was good <laughs> except well, she did. We, oh, we found a right. love for like i called georgia home finally Aww. and and he and he loves traveling internationally yep. with me and exploring new cultures and trying new food. I love hearing your stories and hospitality is so important through it all. Yeah. And especially you guys being in the industry, in the hospitality industry for so long. What does hospitality mean to you guys? Right. To me, hospitality is all about showing care to someone mm. and doing what, what you can to meet the needs that they have. 
whether they're physical, emotional, mm-hmm. um, but but thinking, okay, what, what resources and abilities do I have to welcome this person in, to care for them using the means available to me? Um, so I think we do hospitality in like every aspect of our life. Like mm-hmm. we, I mean, obviously our careers are in the hospitality space and our business is all about delivering the best hospitality we can deliver, but we also do that to our teammates and the people that we serve, like trying to serve serve them, do the best that we can for them. Yeah. Um, we do it in our home. It's one of the things that we love to do together is is host She's really good at the talking part. I'm really good at the. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And, it's true. You, know, you, you really guys are a good team. You, usually within a couple, we have a bit of like yeah. Martha and Mary. Yeah, it's like <laughs> sure. Like our sure. tendencies. It's not just about talking and engaging with people, mm-hmm. but it's also about their physical needs. Mm-hmm. And so, food is a good physical need most of the time. Eating. People in my house would never have anything to drink or sit down or hang their coats anywhere. Mm. But like, I think Josh has like the true gift for hospitality. Mm. I'd say and has like, service, like serving. Yeah, yeah. 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 Has a mind for it. And so he's, he's thinking through all the logistics and the practical things. And together over the years, we'll hit our 10th anniversary in September. Wow. Um, over the years, Oops. we've brought each other into more balance attentive to people's physical needs while like talking and engaging with them and and i think you do both as well you've gotten better at it make a good good that's true i don't talk to people still uh it's like once in a while question uh and i'm just more focused on food but uh yeah and i would say so tia talked about like uh, emotional physical needs i think mine is more of like I just want to, whatever, when you walk in that door, just want you to be happy and enjoy the time you're here. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing you should have to worry about doing unless I need help, you know, like in that side of it, y'all are always willing to jump in, but like, I just want you to feel like you don't have to do anything because you're not at your house. You're not doing things that make, you know, like a busy life, especially two little kids like us, you know, like mm-hmm. we understand it. And so when yeah. you walk in the door, we just want to, we want to be able to, uh, just, you know, let you breathe for a minute if you can. Yeah. Send the kids off to the playroom and yeah. we'll just hang out and talk and I have all the food going and all you got to do is just food. talk and eat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like so. That, that is so cool. I think you guys, like like you guys were saying, have such a good balance because oftentimes within hospitality, within couples, there's usually like one spouse that is like, I really want to do hospitality. I'm really hospital. And the other one's like, yeah, okay. Like you kind of do your thing. I'll you know, I'll kind of support you in that, but not necessarily as actively involved. And I feel like both of you in different ways, but still both of you have like a very strong gifting Mm -hmm. in hospitality and are very mindful of that. Yeah. Um, Which is so cool, especially since you guys work in a hospitality field, like for so many people would probably be like burned out. I don't want to like serve anyone Mm -mm. after I've done my job. I think that's a really cool thing that you guys have that. Yeah, and we love it. There's seasons of that, like mm-hmm. ebb and flow. Sure. But for us, so we've done a few moves. We've had five houses in 10 years, which is yeah, pretty crazy in a sense. Yeah. And, and you know, like 
our first house, which was my house, had a few different things, but Latia only lived there for a week until we were building another house at the same time. And then we were able to host people in our house. So we we're like, oh, we can actually do that. And so in our mind, we we wanted to be that throughout the time. Moved to Atlanta after that. Didn't have as much community, but we did start building some. Didn't host as much, didn't do our thing like we wanted to do as much as possible. And then fast forward, we get pregnant, we moved down to um, Trillith on the south side of town and the house was nowhere near the size of what we could do for hosting. So if we did like a, we did used to do Friendsgiving and our Friendsgiving was hosted in Trillith, but not at our house because we couldn't mm-hmm. host people that way. Oh, okay. And so once we moved to this house here in Peachtree City, it just made it just 10 times better uh, just to be able to host and actually do our thing and be be cordial and really get back to I'd say the work we're thriving, right? Thriving and hosting and what we want to do is have people around and always have people over if we can and just just enjoy life together and help, yeah. help people, you know, whatever they're going through, whatever they're having, whatever they want to do, they yeah. just want to send the kids off and put them in the playroom and <laughs> the adults just sit over here and talk, do it. You know, like that's, yeah. that's what you want to do because they well, typically do just fine. What do you feel like is the big motivation behind why, like why you feel gifted or called to, to be and so invested and involved in hospitality, because it is a sacrifice. It is taking time. It is, and you know, an investment of time and money and energy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's an investment factor involved in doing that. Um, like, why do you feel like that's been such a big part of your lives and, and investing in that and doing that? Uh, I would say one, it was how I was raised. My parents always wanted to host people, have people. I'd had friends come to Thanksgiving, Christmas, anything like that, like mm-hmm. didn't have family around or whatever was going on, right? Like just welcoming people. So I think one is the, how you were raised inside of it. Mm-hmm. The other side of it is, yeah, I would say, you know, built through Chick-fil-A's culture of like care, like mm-hmm. trying to be caring to people. Um, one of my, one of my things is like, I just, I want to be, I want to serve anybody and everybody around. I wanted them to mm-hmm. feel like they were honored uh, that honor, dignity, respect, showing that to them, no matter what we're doing. And so by doing, you know, hospitality, if it is that, and uh, it, it's just a, it's just a good opportunity for us to do it. And it's a gift, honestly, it's, it, it'd be one of those gifts that, you know, they don't say that you have a hospitality of the spirit, fruit of the spirit, right. but it is, it's one of those, it's like it happens. So. It's many, like many giftings all yeah, bundled together. One, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I think, I also was raised seeing this modeled, sure. but I also was a recipient of it. Hmm. And so living in all these places where I was, we were far from our extended family. We, we had others that welcomed us in and treated us like family. Like we had surrogate grandparents and aunts and uncles in all these different places we lived. And but I saw my parents do that for others. And so when we moved back from Italy, we intentionally sought out people, inviting people to spend holidays with us who didn't have family nearby. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember bring, yeah, bringing friends home from college or even once we were married, like we introduced a lot of our other couple friends to our families and spent time together. Um, but I think- Y'all never the- met her parents, right? <laughs> well, I was thinking, we that not like Bill you and Lisa, like- never heard of them. <laughs> Never heard of <laughs> So I, you know, like I had the benefit of feeling like family in other people's homes 
Yeah. And that's something I I want others yeah. to feel. Like yeah. I think that's to me that's a sign that we're we're doing hospitality well mm-hmm. and we're fulfilling a calling that God's placed on our our marriage when people feel like they are family when they're here with us. And so sometimes that means like when someone feels so at home that they go and get their own drink, I'm like, oh, that makes me happy. Well, Josh is like, why don't you get a drink for them? I'm like, that to be said, that they feel comfortable. But anytime you two want to come get a drink, you can come get a drink. Oh, our, you know where they are. <laughs> so I love your refrigerator. You over, and I'm like, they feel comfortable. Yeah. They know they can get what they need. Mm-hmm. They know where things are. Mm-hmm. That means they like they feel like family. They feel mm-hmm. at home here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. It means yeah. a lot. Yeah, we definitely feel that. And like I said, spoiled, but if you're here like, and I have to give you drink, I'm gonna give you a beverage, whatever it is, right. whatever it is. I'm gonna make sure you get it. Yeah, it's true. and you'll give us like ten options. Like so. yes, yes, <laughs> lots of uh, lots of flavored seltzer waters. Honestly, yeah, where we like the love. Oh, yes. I like, I like it. So yeah, where he puts a lot of thought into mm-hmm. that, like what various people want and need, what their preferences are, and mm. their food allergies. Yeah. Get it options. And yeah, I'm like, I don't think that's like I don't want to one of the questions is like, what advice will we give to people? Uh-huh. We're like, I don't like maybe I don't have the means to have all of these options for people or the space. Like when we lived in Trilla, mm-hmm. it drove us nuts when we'd have people over and they'd like stand behind the sofa <laughs> and we had nowhere to sit. <laughs> and it's like it really it's not about the space. Right. Yeah. It's not about what you offer them it's it's not about whether you have the money to host or not it's about the environment the way you make people feel is what hospitality really comes down to is are you welcoming them are you inviting them in as they are are you getting to know them are you letting them get to know you and sharing of yourself with someone it's a selfless thing yeah um at the end of the day. So there's many ways to do it. And yeah. when you find the way that's authentic to you, that's what's best. Yeah, authentic is probably the key word. And I think, you know, Jesus was the most selfless person in the world, right? Ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of those of like, hey, if I could just serve like him and just honor people the way we can and, mm-hmm. and just honor that, people will see it. You know, and that's the goal mm-hmm. is like we want people to see Jesus through us. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? We do it by serving hospitality, right? We also do it by serving at church too, but yes. you know, like, there's a, and, a and. lot of different. <laughs> yeah. But it's all the food. It's the heart behind mm-hmm. all of it is the same. Yeah. Whether we're doing it at right. work or at home or at church or anywhere, mm-hmm. it's it's the same. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and 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 some things I know we're probably off track, but <laughs> you know we even open our door for people to live with us if they need to in season. So mm-hmm. my cousin, oh, yeah. my cousin lived with us two different stints while she was in. A total of like RA school. four months. Wow. Yeah, like doing yeah. So and live with us there, and we've we've had uh, our brother Hudson and Sarah. Yep, yeah, Hudson and Sarah live with us. They live with us for four months, and we just you know like it's like we want to open the door and have that opportunity if people need it. Mm-hmm. That if there's if there's seasons of things that need to be need to happen or whatever it is, mm-hmm. we want to be able to open the door that way too. And so we don't talk a lot about that because it doesn't happen often now with kids. People don't really want to be around kids all the time <laughs> like that. 
when you have little kids. No, I don't want to stay there. Okay. Well, well you now can. might be a it's good t- time to say we're actually planning on moving in uh, with hey, you guys for you're a You're welcome. Bit. I can convert a room for you. Up. It's completely fine. We'll leave the kids all down here in, in the playroom oh, every day. They They'll would be fine. love it. Yeah, that'd be great. I think, too, when, you, when you're when you willing to open your home and your life to someone else, mm-hmm. it in many ways, you then win the right to be heard. Mm. So you you win the opportunity to speak into their life and have mm. them speak into your life. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you care for someone's physical needs, that oftentimes will lead to more and yeah. being able to care for them and their emotional or spiritual needs. Sure. Yeah. And how do you find balance within that? Because mm-hmm. that, like we were saying mm-hmm. earlier, that is an investment that that is going to be draining. That is going to you know, t- take a toll mentally, right. physically, emotionally, spiritually, all these things. How do you find balance in like constantly kind of giving of yourselves and serving right. people, but still having time to kind of step away and be refreshed and be refilled yourselves? I mean, you know, Josh, you're talking about like Jesus being the perfect example of that. I mean, even he did that where he took time he where did. he's like, I, I got to step away from the crowds, the followers, and just like take time for to be refreshed, to be, you know, refilled and things like that. How do you guys find that balance for, for you and all the, all the serving and hospitality that you guys do? Mm-hmm. There's seasons again of that mm-hmm. seasons of, of ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so personality type wise, yeah. Latia thrives in being with people. <laughs> so she doesn't need that re-energizing as much. Mm-hmm. I've converted her a little bit. And and that as she's true. gotten older, however, me on the other side of it, I can be, I can go, I can do, but I need time to rest mm-hmm. and recoup. Um, and so it's it is exhausting sometimes. You know, like overall, I'm like, nah, whatever. You know, like I I can handle it and be fine. And I'm we're used to each other in that sense of like she just wants to keep going and talking. Uh, when people come, it's like she has caffeine, but she doesn't. Yep. <laughs> she just can go and just go and go and go and go and go. I, go. I do feel caffeinated right now. Yeah. Not. <laughs> And yeah. me, I'm going to go sleep right after this. The first yeah, ditto. Kind of late. <laughs> However, that's a different story. That's right. Justin, Justin Latia, and I are you want to meet here. up after this? Yeah, like, you, you two can go. Let's like, go for a out. walk. <laughs> we'll meet in the middle. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, but, you know, it, it's it's hard, and we've talked about it, honestly. So a uh, little backstory, we we bought a camper. Y'all do know this. Y'all came down this on. Uh, <laughs> but we bought a camper, and our learning, uh, we've gone on a few trips now, and we're still trying to figure out, like, hey, how, how do we, we invite people? down but also how do we have the time with our kids and just to just to be focused in um and so it's 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 a hard balance to be honest like Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those of like man we just we love people to come and want them to be with us although we want to then we wore ourselves out it's a lot of learning it is oh hosting on a camper also is different than at home and a lot more manual working on a dishwasher yeah and so we, but we were so excited. We wanted to, we wanted to host all of our special people to like yeah. come and be in this magical space with us. And they're like, okay, learning. Mm-hmm. We, we can't invite different people every single day of our camper trip. Mm-hmm. We need to pace ourselves so we don't burn ourselves out. Right. And, um, right. You know, but I think, you know, one of the things I've really had to learn over the course of our marriage is, is related to our differences around how we, recharge and energize and so i've had to become really intentional to say okay if we're gonna if we're gonna host 
and we're going to be fulfilled by it. That I have to plan in the week the time that we're not doing anything. Not plan. So no, I have to, not plan stuff. I have to plan, plan full. To not have plans. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Right? So like, <laughs> I, I'm like, okay, here's when we're going to do something. Here's where we're going to be so and so with it. Here's where we're not going to have anything going on. And mm-hmm. we can just see. Yeah. And we can be at home. And and I found that then like, we enjoy, we both enjoy the downtime and the people time so much more when we have that balance. So and like, I enjoy the yeah, downtime. I- more when we can have it in doses than like a whole weekend just chilling at home. I just to get like antsy. Yeah. And but then I'm like, I can't just wear him out by being with people all day. Right. So, right. You have to really find a good balance. Or no, she can wear me out by doing that. But yes. oh, oh she's yeah. learning. No, yeah. the struggle yeah, like, is real. We, right. And Josh, right. we have don't... Father's Day weekend coming, right? So it's yeah. like one of those yes. like, oh, it's packed and we got people coming and we're gonna do things, you know, like yeah. kind of things like but I'm like, oh it's Okay. There's no resty for Father's Day. <laughs> verified this or not, but I feel like this year, I I feel like I'm doing the best I've ever done, like pacing ourselves. And I feel like I've been extra intentional with it, mm-hmm. but um, that's 10 years into marriage. Right. <laughs> like it, yeah. Right. It's well, still at justice. Yeah. Um, exactly. And so it, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think learning has been us each other hey i know you need to go let's go let's go do and i kind of abide by yeah. that but then i also am like hey i gotta stop you know, and shouldn't know that and right. yeah, I, this year's just, just been weird in general just because of um you know the achilles injury i couldn't do anything for 10 straight weeks but it's right. the recipients of more hospitality that's right yeah and so it was it was a different experience like i can't handle not i don't think the word control because i'm not a, it's not about control it's more about like i just don't like relying on a lot of people because i can do most and help most you sure, know like yes, sure in those seasons i was you not able to do most so. yeah so i was yeah. like i can't i can't i can't do what i want to do and i'm like this is boring yeah but the crazy thing was like that you guys were still doing stuff like you were still trying to be intentional about that like josh you would be on your little scooter on one leg and still making food for people it's like so kind of back to what you were saying latia about yeah. Like it can be easy for people to be like, ah, you know, come up with a million excuses of mm-hmm. why they can't be hospitable in a season, you know, or things yeah. like that. Like, like you said, there's yeah. so much of that is it attitude. It comes from the heart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. got to come from the heart. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think another, another thing that can lead to burnout is when you're hosting and you're not prepared for it. Mm. That makes your stress level go up, mm-hmm. makes us argue. That's a great point. It is. You know, and like, oh, like, if, yeah, if we're, if we're too rushed yeah. with like making the plans and we didn't, didn't go grocery shopping, we didn't plan a meal, we didn't yeah. do the little bit of preparation needed in advance. It, it doesn't run as smoothly and that like, it just adds, it adds stress and it adds tension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, saying that, so. saying that, if you're listening, you're more than welcome to come by anytime you want to stop by. <laughs> Oh, just, Literally anytime you want to stop by. We just will, you yeah. just know that we're going to be a little stressed. Right, right. We won't show it like that. Call yeah. ahead, people. people. Call that. ahead. That's right. I like 10 like, minutes. Give us 10. If like four couples show up together. <laughs> right. Even then, we roll with it. Yeah. No, you really do. I've We've been there like last minute and you guys 
Just roll it out. And all of a sudden there's a cheese platter and all of a sudden there's 10 drink options. And it's amazing. You know, I think our parents are our secret weapons sometimes because a lot of times our parents are here and around and they really, they come alongside us and they help. Mm -hmm. Um, They both sets of parents. They help, they help make food. They help post people too. They help clean up. Like it's very incredible when we have them there. Yeah. That's super helpful. Yeah. So we kind of talked about this a little bit, but speaking to people that maybe either haven't had as much experience in hospitality or wouldn't label themselves as passionate or as like wanting to be hospitable, what would be... Or or that they are passionate. Like they they are interested. They they do want to do it, but But they they don't know where to start. They don't know where to start. Yeah. What would be your advice to them? How would you, how would you help them in their journey? to get to where you guys are <laughs> in thriving. All right. So yeah, mine, mine is, um, it's pretty short and straight. Honestly, it's just do it, do what you can. And that's, yeah. it's so simple to say, it's actually that simple to do. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's just, just start. Just do something. Yeah. Because if, if you just are too scared or, you know, like, oh, I have this, I have this earning. I want to do this. I, I want to do this and I want to make it happen. I just don't know how I'm, I'm too afraid to jump and, and, and yeah. take that step. It's just, just do something. Just yeah. take one step. Cause that's the easiest part of it is once you yeah. take that step, you're like, Oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Cause once you yeah. learn and you go, you learn. yeah, you'll, you're you going to fail. There's going to be failures yeah. in, in the learning of everything, right? Like hosting, we always have like, Oh man, that didn't go well, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like in, and hosting it, say, talk about the camera. Like we've had a lot of learnings in that of like, Oh, that didn't go well, but it's okay. We're going to learn from it and make it better next time. Or, Maybe not. You never know. You know, yeah. like it just, it, but it, it, it's what it is, right? Like, uh, but, but it's just I, that mine, that simple step of just take a step. Cause mm-hmm. if you take a step, then you never know what can come next. And if it opens doors, other things that happen along the way. So. That's so good. Mm. And, okay. And then I, w- I would say to add to that, like, take that first step, start small. Mm-hmm. It might one person over for coffee mm. or tea, you know, um, there you give them That's great. two options. Coffee or tea. <laughs> um, but like start small, start simple. Yeah. But do it routinely mm. so that it starts to become a habit. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. And you get practice with it. Mm-hmm. it. It's like anything. You need practice. You get good at it. The more you do it, the more you, you start to think through like, oh, I guess I should have this or I should do that. Or, oh, so-and-so might like this. Or, mm-hmm. you know, or like, actually, let's go for a walk. Like that could be mm-hmm. hospitable too, you know, or be outside together. So little, little things like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think- and let God lead you. Mm-hmm. I think too, like pray about it mm-hmm. and trust the promptings of the Holy Spirit. You got to actually be in a posture to listen and mm-hmm. not miss them. Mm-hmm. But you might feel that tug of like, I feel like I should invite this person to dinner or invite them over. And you might be like, I really don't want to, but. Gosh, I really feel like I should. Well, like that's it, probably the Holy Spirit prompting you to do it and yeah. lean into that. Mm. Yeah. If it's horrible, you don't necessarily have to do it again with right. that same person, <laughs> but yeah, you never know what it'll lead to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I sent you that video, Latia, for our for our husbands that says, like, I don't wanna go. I made this plan two weeks ago and then it's, goes, a, it's a video on tiktok of yeah. a guy singing like that he doesn't want to do something and then it's just like 
but I'm gonna do it. And, and then he goes like screamo. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, it cracks me up because it, I just it, love it. it. And he's like, and I actually loved it. And it just is like, that's how I feel like sometimes uh, it is, right? Like you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, there's all these what ifs, all these fears, all these like emotions. Uh, what about they don't like me? That's my favorite thing is, uh, you know, you come afterwards and it's like you just went on a first date and you're like, they don't like me. I'm weird. Like all these fears. Right. And it's like, no, they probably are going home thinking the same thing or, you know, or they're like, wow, that person was so cool. You know, you, you never know. Or it didn't work out. And, and that's OK. You move on. Like, <laughs> so, that's okay. so, yeah, I think that that's, some, all those- that's something I don't stress about. That's <laughs> just like if if they don't like me, I don't care. Don't so, come back. Same. You know, right. I, I, it's not it's not that I. I, I I am who I am, right? That's and right. Latia right. is who she is. And so if you don't like how we come across, if you don't like how we serve and how we treat people, hopefully we treat them well, right? Like our Absolutely. goal is to treat everybody with honor, dignity, and respect. But yeah. if that's not your game, okay then. That's right. Have fun. Thanks yeah. for coming. I'm glad you came. Mm-hmm. If you want to come back, you're more than welcome to. It's always open. Yeah. However, right. you yeah. said it's like, yeah. I, they might not like me. I don't care. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not going to go down that road. Grandpa Bobby Jones would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly right. Okay, I feel like I just had an opinion here. Because oh, boy. Lay it on I us. I think the, the advice we just gave about how to start with hospitality, I think, can be applied to many different hmm. aspects of life. But specifically, I think it could be the same steps you use to start building community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, how powerful is hospitality as to open a door for genuine community with yeah. And again, that getting to a place of genuine community doesn't happen after one coffee day. That's right. Yeah. If it happens repeat, over a repeated time, yeah. and again and again, of getting to know each other deeper and deeper and becoming a part of each other's lives. That's yeah. right. And so, yeah, I think that is a great way to find community. I totally I agree. Yeah. And yeah. that truly is a muscle. Like, and I think as an extrovert, we do have a little bit of a upper hand on like maybe you do, yeah. being more uh, outgoing. Yeah, at least the initial right. Like, like putting yourself out away. there engagement. Yeah. yeah, like I I try to meet people at Chick Fil A because you're in like that playroom and your kids are being crazy and you're apologizing or you're like whatever you know. So uh, I feel like I meet a lot of moms back there. My goal is to try to get like two. This sounds so weird. I try to get two phone numbers a month. She tries to pick up them numbers. <laughs> Pick up them digits. But like out of the, you know, 20, 30 people I've met like that, I have like four or five really good friends that I have literally met at a Chick-fil-A or at a park. One of my favorite stories, I met someone during 2020. I didn't see her face because of masks for three three hangouts like we hung out three times before i saw her face <laughs> and now like we text daily like we are very very close mm, three years cool. later and it's Thanks. like i wouldn't have done that if i hadn't been used to having that kind of community in my life or putting myself out there or getting rejected actually no one's ever not given me their number when i've asked no one i mean what i, know. Well, I think, I think that's uh, pretty cool aren't we fans? they might have given me a fake number sure sure <laughs> steph my mind goes to uh goodwill hunting and how do you like the apples every time i don't know why with the how numbers you like yeah you apples? got the numbers it's how do you like the apples yes that's a good one no you like apples huh i think it's anyway. so true though but like community is so special when you find it and yeah. it's so like priceless there's not like you can't put any kind oh. of value on yeah 
And, and I, I think that's a huge part just personally for us and our story has been a huge part of thriving and intentionally mm-hmm. thriving. And so I think like Latia, you talking about that and like drawing the parallel between hospitality and community and the, like you said, I, th- I think they're very closely mm-hmm. interwoven. I think that's a very accurate epiphany that you have had <laughs> yeah, on that front. Yeah. But I think that segues perfectly into the last question, which is like for you guys, what does it mean to intentionally thrive in your life? What does that mean to you? What does that look like? In the area of hospitality and community, because we're kind of now talking about them almost as one, but this may sound weird and maybe not everybody does this, but I do feel like we have to have some limits Mm -hmm. and we have to think about what what is the the value of focus Mm. in this space too. So we could just, keep going and doing hospitality with more and more and more and more new people and going really, really wide. Yeah. But there's something to be said about focus and being able to go deep with people. And so I think we have to be intentional to establish like almost like a core. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, we're like these are the these are the people right now that God's put in our life that we are called to invest in. And we're going to try and kind of keep it a certain size mm-hmm. so that we can go deep. Never would we want to say no to somebody who yeah. wants to come yeah. in, but we may not be actively trying to like find new, a lot of more people to bring in because we don't have the bandwidth necessarily. Sure. And we don't want to just go an inch an inch deep with everybody, right. but we, we want to be able to go really deep in relationship. And so, yeah, I'm like, it's, it's not to like exclude people, mm-hmm. but it's to have more meaning mm-hmm. in our connection yeah. with, with some. Mm-hmm. To truly be known, right. to know and to be known, mm-hmm. um, I think is, is a big part of that. Yeah. Um, and then I also think it goes back to kind of this, like pacing ourselves or, or what we were talking about, extrovert and introvert. I think for me, a journey I've been on for a long time, but especially the past year really is this idea of creating focus for myself. And if like what I want to do is I want to spend my time in the things that matter most to me. So how do I create for myself an opportunity to do that right. and, and it takes focus and so i've really looked at every area of my life and and determined like what's important to me to be healthy and to be thriving in life what are my what are my goals spiritually what are my goals physically what are my goals in relationships what are my goals at work in leadership and these different areas and I try and align like the activities that I do and manage my time all to give me more time in those areas. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the a lot of the goals are supporting like one big vision. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. um like so a fitness goal. Not because I want to spend all my time exercising, but but more so because I wanna be the best I wanna be the best me yeah. and I wanna be healthy or I feel good and have energy so that I'm I'm there for the things that do matter most. Yeah. Yeah. Um so with that has come trying to establish some like regular routines 
and habits and a bit more discipline for myself mm-hmm. um, that have been trying to like exercise for several months. Um, which is, it's been a long journey, really, since having Harvey, mm-hmm. our second. Um, so two years now. And when I was like, okay, I really like I really want to take more control over my time, my body, my emotions like I want to be really healthy so yeah. that um, yeah like I'm, I'm mentally and physically here present yeah. for what matters most in my life and invest in those areas um, so I try and follow as best I can these like daily disciplines to help me get there and she's done a really good job of it too, yeah. just to say that like call That's it awesome. out like she's done a really good job of focusing and doing and uh, intentional time trying to get there you know it's not we're not gonna be perfect we're never gonna be perfect and, and those things of like oh you know what i missed a day i missed a week whatever it is right like yeah. oh i can get back into it it's fine as long as you get at that habit and you know where you want to go and, yeah mm-hmm. that's right um so i would do the ted talk style so i would say you got to know your why mm-hmm. and then you can do a whole 18 minute conversation of why do you need to know your why and how do you start your i'm not going to <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> and then something i like to steal and i, I love this saying so from chick-fil-a it's actually from the Catholic family. They talk about knowing your master. So know who your master is. Mm-hmm. Know your mission in life. What is your mission in life? And then know who your mate is. Well, I know my mate. So I'm, I'm very blessed. I know who my master is, right? God mm-hmm. is my master. Jesus, we follow, we serve. Uh, and then what my mission is, is to serve others and to be, let them be known and let them be honored. Mm-hmm. And so if you can focus in on those master mission mate and and knowing your why of like, why do you do this? Why do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. I think that's how you, in your joy, that's how you find joy, right? Like yeah, people are always good. searching for that joy. And, hey, where's my joy? I need joy. I need joy. I'm not happy. I'm not, I think you're searching in the wrong places, number one, right? Like yeah. we talk about that. We hear a lot of, a lot of sermons on this, right? Like it talks about it, but like search, if you know your master, if you're following your master, if you're listening to him, understanding him, if you know your mission of, of, of mine personally, like to serve, I want to serve and, 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 and honor people. And then the last one is know your mate. You're gonna you're gonna do things right. And then you know the why is hey why do you do this? Why do we do this? Why do we host? And thanks for honoring you know asking us to talk about it. It's like it's it's just an important thing to keep us thriving and keep us going. And honestly, when you're in the role, and so you can even talk about work side of it. Like if I'm if you're doing the thing you love the most, you're not really working right. And so <laughs> when we host people, it's not really work. Yeah, it's exhausting. However, it's not work. Like we just love it. It's like, yeah, we'll do it. Whatever. It's fine. You know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's not like a, we don't really argue about people coming over. We don't have that. We're like, oh yeah, let's have them. It's like, we argue about the menu. We argue about the process, <laughs> but we don't argue about people <laughs> coming over. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's right. You know, like that's the thing. Yeah, that's right. Like, it's not like a, it's not one of those things of like, uh, if it, you're going to do it, it's how we thrive in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's an easy thing for us, and it's just a mindset. Thing. Yeah, we so. we say yes, yeah. and then we figure it out. Yeah, you do. sometimes that means we do the dishes the next day. <laughs> Shame on what us. What is the day after that? Don't come <laughs> to my kitchen. I 
I love I think that's the one thing I've been able to serve you guys. Like one time I was doing the dishes because Josh couldn't get You've off the couch. Oh, okay, fine, whatever. Hey, um, hey, hey, hey. And I'm like doing it, trying to be sneaky because Latia's putting the kids to bed and Josh is like literally cannot get up. And all of a sudden I hear Josh go, Stephanie, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, nothing. Yep. Like, let me serve you once, please. Like, stay on your hey, butt for that. two seconds, Josh. <laughs> like, I came downstairs, saw it, and was like, oh. She's like, "What? Ha- who did the dishes? Did you do the dishes? And I was like, Stephanie. And that's how I feel constantly. So I yeah. just am so thankful for you guys. And um, this has been an amazing conversation. Yeah, thank you guys and so much for taking the time and it, yeah, it's, for, for it's, being you. I think yeah. everybody watching this is going to be like, man, how do we get ourselves some Joneses in our lives? I know. Because they- you got to be intentional. <laughs> you got to have coffee or tea. With, or like- you could be the Joneses and someone you- else's Exactly. Like- you can yeah. be the Joneses and someone right. else's life. That's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly you can right. teach Take class courses. With the Joneses. That's right. Take the step. <laughs> be the Joneses. That's the, now the slogan. <laughs> That's. Well, you know, we do have a. It's it not keeping, keeping up with the Joneses. Joneses. Just serve like the Joneses. <laughs> Oh, it's yes, yeah. We'll Serve get, like Jesus. We'll get buttons. Yeah, there right. you go. Sure, 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 sure. That's okay, okay, okay. okay. If you Joneses wanted to follow do. that model, <laughs> that's so good. No. That's oh boy. That's it. That's Too it. Far. We're in the band again. All right. <laughs> no. Well, okay. Speaking of dishes, it made me think of one other thing. Uh-oh. Is a tip is oh. that we have to be comfortable. Like people seeing our real life, like mm. our house as it. Mm-hmm. And I'm more comfortable with that than Josh probably is. 100%. But like, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? This is real life. And hopefully if I let them in and my kitchen kind of a mess, but like I'm still comfortable to let them be here yeah. and yeah. see that reality. Yeah. Like oftentimes I feel like that puts people at ease too. Yeah, um, absolutely. Not everyone. I, there, there was one person who I will not name, who was uncomfortable and mm. like, you know. But um, but for the most part, I, I'm like this. This is real life today, awesome. and I'm comfortable with you. So like, yeah, yes, you know, here we are. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Don't worry too much about trying to have your house perfect yeah. in order to have people over. Just embrace real life. Yeah. And, you know. So true. Love it.